Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. What do we have this week, Brian? Hey, Rosh, uh, we are headed into the holiday shopping season and holiday shopping is about to look different on your social media platform. So I'm going to dive into that. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about taking advantage of user generated content versus and uh, paid sponsorships. So a uh, nice. little of this, little of that. What do you have going on, bud? Well, you know, it's been actually last week would have been more appropriate the one-year anniversary of the release of Chat GDP, which is obviously near and dear to our hearts, what has happened and what has changed? They made a number of upgrades, and so I want to share my experience and then also what is coming uh, based on something that I've already been doing, but I think will be more available to everyone, which is pretty exciting. So I want to share that information. So I'm I'm all Chat GDP. We haven't done that in a while. At least I haven't from my side. I think you've been more on top of it. Than I have, but uh, I think it's time. Little excited to hear what you have, to, what you're working on with it. I know you're you're again the person who showed it to me, and uh, yeah, it is that one year anniversary since uh, the world has changed, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what else you have? Oh, that's it. I'm, I have two sections oh, on that on nice. the Chat GDP app all the way through. So, <laughs> oh, I love. We'll it. go right, right with yours. All right, sweet. Well, it's, uh, you know, to talk about AI, um, a lot of uh, what I'm going to talk about with um, shopping on Facebook and just through Meta in general. So this is going to be Facebook and Instagram. Um, they are they're obviously integrating more um, AI features into it to help creators. Um, but first, I want to take a, a step back and talk about um, ways that you're going to start noticing shopping being a little bit different. Um, what's going to happen is, uh, Facebook and meta, they're really trying to push WhatsApp a bit more. Um, oh, really? WhatsApp is really big, um, globally. Uh, yep. A lot of people know, you know, if you travel internationally, if you have WhatsApp on your phone, you can typically communicate and call and message people. So it's a really big advantage of it. Um, there's some advantages with the, uh, the actual chat function on it. And what they're allowing users to do is to use AI to set up a conversation flow with people. And at the the end to actually generate a coupon code. Oh, okay. Through, yeah. So it's a different way of getting a coupon code out to people. And I was like, that, that's fascinating. So, you know, and coupon codes, people kind of live for those, you know, I, I don't know about you, but if I buy something online, I'll typically do a quick uh, Google search and see if I can skim something and, yeah. you know, it works five or 10% of the time, but you know, it, it's always good to have a good coupon code. Um, also, in the same direction, the news came out, I think it was yesterday or today, I'm really uh, relevant with it, but the uh, the superpowers of the world, Amazon and Meta, are joining forces. Have you heard about that, Rush? No. How, what's happening there? So what's happening is you are going to be able to shop on Amazon in the Facebook app. You oh. are going to, yeah. You don't have to leave Facebook. Exactly. Interesting. You're actually going to have a spot in Facebook where you're going to be able to sign into your Amazon account and um, you're going to be able to go through and, you know, open up a tab and purchase, you know, buy it now, add it to shopping cart. Um, and in the, the added to shopping cart feature, I think is fascinating because you don't necessarily yeah. have to make the purchase, but you see it on Facebook, mm -hmm. add it to your shopping cart. The next time you pop open your Amazon, it's there waiting for you. Wow. So that, that's yeah. big. You know, a lot of lot of integration like that is this next year, I think, mm -hmm. you know, just when I get into the 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 AI stuff, I mean, the, the point being is that it's just going to continue to integrate. Now, that's not necessarily AI, but it is an integration that more and more it's going to be more streamlined and yeah. and more 
it just like we talked about a, a few episodes ago when we were talking about the um the uh shoppable ads in which mm-hmm. you, or or in the shoppable the content you know you have a video and if you're promoting or mention an item people can buy it right then and there and that that's a very similar that's what the first thing that came to my mind is that kind of integration so that i think that's smart yeah exact same steps i mean really you know we're marketers we realize that what our main goal is to stop the steps along the way that lead to people not following through on their purchase. And, you know, you know, being a a website developer, doing stuff on that end of things, um, you know, the quantity of people who've made it to the landing page versus the quantity of people who have added something to a shopping cart versus the quantity of people who have followed through on that transaction, you lose a percentage every step of the way. Every step. Gain your percentages by eliminating the steps. And, and that's what they're doing, both on Google with your, your shoppable ads, but now it's happening on Meta. Um, and, and really, we're going to see it more and more, Rosh, on Instagram than we're used to. Sure. Uh, because Facebook has been that place where we're used to clicking links and we're used to going outside of Facebook and you know seeing people's landing pages. But Instagram has really been that experience of staying on the app. And right. I think Meta found their solution here of keeping people on the app, but allowing the, the, you know, the marketers to get their share too. Now, this is something interesting. So Amazon, just for the first time that I recall, increased their commission fee over the last week. And it, traditionally, it's been you know us complaining that they've cut it and cut it more. And this time, they've increased it. And I would assume that this will be really nice for, say, Instagram influencers yes. who can say, hey, this is coming from my, my page, and I'm sure there's going to be a hookup somewhere. Next thing you know, you you have uh, you know more direct sales through your social media, just because people didn't have to go off the page. To your point, right? And it's making it, um, Amazon a bit more accessible to these creators. Yeah. So you know, it used it, to be a lot. Because honestly, we need uh, packages delivered to our house three or four times a day versus once a day, as it is <laughs> at my house. Because we need more cardboard and more. Um, yes, know, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's what AI is doing over in that world. And, oh, you know, the one last thing I wanted to say is the yeah. actual um, automation of these ads. So on the on the creator side of it, mm-hmm. um, it's getting easier to create these lead form ads and these things that they, they have the perception of being a more complicated ad to set up in meta. And now they are they're t- they're um, tuning their AI tools to help us users create these higher end forms easier easier. Right. It's getting there. Um, They actually are starting to go to where you could put the website in. It'll scan your website and start to figure out what your product is, your product cycle and design a lead form ad around it. So these things are happening. It's it's pretty. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, there's going to be a lot more. I was just reading, you know, just kind of predictions into 2024, especially that's totally related to us. You know, sometimes you get this, this, twinge like people are people going to really need us at some level but the thing is they 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 will what's actually the prediction is that one maybe some of the bigger agencies are going to have to switch over to more pure digital to Mm -hmm. where they were but they may actually the trend may be to hire people like us a little bit more because they're not going to need somebody on the inside it'll Mm be more expensive to keep somebody on the inside versus just hiring a digital agency. If right. That and makes we're going to be able to 
to use these tools at a higher level. And just, right. you know, I look at it just like when Facebook tools came out and they were relatively simple to use, yep. but it's that fear of the unknown. And, you know, if you're running a business, you're focused on that business, not right. learning new tools and directions. So again, you know, and there are multiple tools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And us as and, and there are multiple ways to use them and you know, creativity uh, yeah. can, can be a game changer if you really have a lot of experience with that tool versus, yeah, it's easy, but there are a lot of easy things that can be improved or or used at a higher level, to your point. Exactly. We're just learning how to ask the right questions. And again, that, that's go. been my big thing is, you know, ever since ChatGPT came out is the, the next revolution is, is that of the question, knowing yeah. how to ask the right questions. So, you know, like yep. you said, garbage in is garbage out, but you give it some really good information in, it's going to use that info and, and create a higher quality response. And, and that's going to be my part two chat GDP section. But the part one, I, I just want to talk about some of the, uh, the basics that have come on board. We've talked about how they have updated so you can upload data in, in chat GDP will um, go through it and you can have a conversation about your data. You know, in other words, what do you find in this data? Is there any, are there any trends and things like that, which can be very helpful. Right. Another thing that I, well, one thing I did this morning is I have the app, the chat GDP app on my phone. And, and so I clicked it and I said, I am going to start playing with it because now the, some of the upgrades is that it's connected to Bing so now you can go out to Bing. You can also take a photo. And so just randomly next to me, I took a photo of this container that is out for a project that I'm going to use. And But I really don't know the brand or anything. So it was kind of random. And so I took a picture of the container and, and said, you know, what is this? And it, it looked at the my picture, told me what it was, the brand, what was in it and how to use it. Really? Yeah. I might so, use this today. I've got a set of four wheels and one of them's a little bent and I want to know the exact brand of it and like yeah, what that yeah, wheel is. Yeah. I it, 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 obviously it read, it read <laughs> what was on the picture, yeah. the words that were on, because it was a picture. And so it read the words and, and told me about it. Now, Google Lens is similar to that, but this, but you don't, you can't interact that way. It just says, here's a list of some similar items. Google Lens will just show you, oh, this is probably what it is, and here's some variations of it. I also took a picture that was in my phone and said, what, what is this? And it was a picture of a bonsai tree that I have in my, my studio. And, it's, and it said, I'm going to have, it's, it was a little far away. You say, well, it's a bonsai tree, but I'm going to have to, you know, you're going to have to go in a little closer and show me the leaves and, and the bark so I can identify which kind of tree it is. So that would have been the conversation. Then it said, then it told me a little bit about bonsai and how to take care of it and what it is. So I could then follow up with a little closer, go up to the tree. I, I guarantee you it would have said, oh, it's a Brazilian rain tree. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's but just. It recognized its own limitation. Yes. Of the resolution of the photo. Yes. Incredible. Isn't Absolutely. that amazing? Yeah, that's that's a, a a couple steps beyond of what now you know, think about this thrown into the latest Tesla robot. You know that kind of a thing is yeah. what's coming really really soon. And yeah. again, back to the creative entrepreneur, how are you going to be creative with these things? There's so many mm -hmm. more things you can do mm -hmm. with all that. But 
the point being here is that I, I think that it's going to be much more customizable and, and that will of course be part of part two. So what do you got next? Here? So, all right, cool. So we're talking to the creative entrepreneur as always, that's our audience. Yep. And I like to give some strategies on kind of, you know, bootstrap marketing, you know, we don't, sure. we don't always have a ton of, mark, uh, of money. And um, so, you know, we've all heard of influencer marketing. So this is, you know, in that direction, we have user generated content and we have paid sponsorship. So there's right. two definite differences, but they both are used similarly, where it's somebody else vouching for your product, your service, whatever it is that you're doing. Now, user-generated content um, is typically what's preferred. And this is, it's cheaper because you're not paying these people. These are real people who are either, you know, sharing pictures of your product and you're tagging your company uh, when they're sharing it, or they, you know, you did a great service for them and they're bragging about it to the world. So testimonials are definitely Definitely a user-generated content type thing. Um, or even if you're, you know, you're a band or a musician and you've got fans that are singing along to your stuff or doing stitches in TikTok and stuff like that, that's user-generated content that is non-biased, uh, meaning you're not paying these people for their opinions or you, know, you can trust right. it. And um, again, it, because you're not paying them, it's obviously the least expensive and it can be some of the most effective content to share. Um, you know, obviously you want to have a little bit of a rapport with these people. You know, if they're going out of their way to brag about your product or your service, you know, they think favorably of you already. So don't take advantage of that. Make sure to ask them proper permission of, you know, to share. And, you know, sometimes if somebody does it online, it's as simple as sending them a quick DM. Uh, typically they're already connected to your page. So it'll go into their direct inbox, not one of those hidden inboxes, but, you know, ask them and, you know, sometimes people will be cool with it. Sometimes they'll want a little bit of swag or, you know, maybe a, a product or something. And then they start moving into that category of paid sponsorships, but at least mm -hmm. it started legit. Right. Um, but then, you know, all right, then on the other side of it, you have the actual paid sponsorship. So this is where the influencer marketing, this has been a big thing that's come up to really get, you know, the message out in front of people. You've got people on TikTok, Instagram, where, you know, they've got thousands, tens of thousands of followers, if not, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. These people are people who are 100% getting paid for their either review of a product. Um, you know, I'm a musician. I watch guitar pedal stuff all the time. So I've seen a lot of people on YouTube and whatnot that are, you know, reviewing these things. But I've got to take it with a grain of salt because I understand that oftentimes these companies are sending them this product for free for yeah. their review. And right. I'm using air quotes here. No one can hear my air quotes. Um, <laughs> but this review is oftentimes a sunny sided review. They're not going to be, you know, as critical as they might be on something that would be, you know, user generated that they're just up there because they're a musician and they want to share, you know, about this whatever, but then they're going to give a little good and bad. So, you know, these are just some of the ways that you can take your, your creative um, project, your creative business and get it out there in front of people. Um, just our, my main advice is just say if you are going to hire a blogger or an influencer or somebody is just double check who their audience is and that yes. their audience cares about your product or service. So yeah, it's just, numbers are not always, I always right. give that um, er, early Twitter days. All my stories are, aren't they all early Twitter days? <laughs> <laughs> I may have to share this story as a very interesting <laughs> example. I, I had a, a tweet that I put out there and it, it was, I forget I forget the topic, but nonetheless, I I was really excited because at the time there were 
three people I knew who had 50,000 followers. Um, for, for Twitter at that time, early days, that was huge. Or actually, the combination of the three was 50,000. And I was really excited because three people retweeted and shared this, this um, post. And, and another person shared it too. And it was a college student's student with about 250 followers and i got the most traffic from that college student because it was totally related it's photography related those other three people were marketing related mm. and so when they shared what i had put out there to their 50,000 followers in total it didn't have the effect that that one student who was a photography student when sharing with her community actually right. made a difference. And, and well, I, that's when I learned my lesson that it really exactly to your point, need to know who that audience is. It's not all about the numbers. And sometimes that can hurt you if you get the wrong person sharing your stuff. Right. And because engagement rates is important. So yeah. if you're in front of a large quantity of people and nobody's engaging with it, the algorithm's going to sense that we've got a dud. Yeah. Um, whereas the opposite of that, if you've got something under a, a small audience with a huge engagement rate, that's where you've got that propensity to maybe go viral to a degree, you right. know, what is viral, but you know, to get, get it, you know, kicked in the butt by the algorithm of any one of these, um, platforms. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, making sure, and you know, you're, you're not always going to pay top dollar for the quantity. Again, like you said, you know, with these influencers, oftentimes they want to set their price point based on the quantity of their audience, right. but oftentimes you want to pay based on the quality of the audience. Yes. So, right. Yes. So, all right, back to you with uh, your a second of chat GPT. So another new thing that is now a, available, and I believe it's just available right now through the open AI part. So um, this is something that I had done before earlier in the year, actually, when we first talked about all this was that I created handymanai.com and the photo coach AI, and, and I customized these, uh, these chat uh, AIs to have a personality. And actually, I, I used a, actually a um, uh, an app. I, I looked everywhere. And I finally found some guy out of uh, Japan who had created something that, you know, only like 50 people had downloaded, but it was exactly what I wanted. And, you know, I was able to pull the open AI API in there and, and create what I wanted to create. Well, uh, open AI now allows you to create your own bots with it, your own its personality and focus. Hey, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen it. Um, and no, you haven't. Okay. Um, and yeah, so it literally is as simple as click on bot and then it'll ask you the questions. What's the name of the bot? What's its personality act like a, yeah. you know, famous photographer with all the knowledge of, you know, I don't know, <laughs> you know, Ansel Adams or some, <laughs> I'm sure that's not a good, uh, good example. But anyway, the point being is that you can now create your own bots and that's, uh, so you can put that on your website. You can, in other words, upload the knowledge base of your company, of your teachings, or anything you want to learn as the foundation of the knowledge of this of this AI bot. And so, in other words, what it, they're saying is you can create your own chat GDP focused. And they they have updated the the set. OpenAI to Turbo, which means it's a, it's a faster, it's more updated. They're getting more updated. Of course, the Bing element was really helpful that you can go out into Bing world. But they have been updating the, um, the timeline a little bit 
a little bit faster. I think it's to last spring now versus before it would always say I'm limited to September, you know, 2021. Yeah. Now it's, I think spring of 23 in terms of latest information. So that kind of stuff is really great. And Dolly three is Mm -hmm. connected to it all too, which I think it's connected to the chat GDPs too. So you can just, if you want to create imagery or have an idea of some sort, uh, you can do it directly from the uh, app and that's that's interesting and, and uh, dolly three is is much more much i mean dolly two is pretty good but three really another step uh, uh draw uh, hands yet. that's my main question what's that, that? figured out how to draw hands properly <laughs> yes because <laughs> did you try it with three yet I no, I haven't. I actually, honestly, I haven't used Dolly in a little over a month now. Um, I've used it a lot for my own creative purposes, but as far as you know, for the agency and stuff, I haven't as much. Sure, sure. Hey, try three. See if it's any better. I I don't know. I haven't tried. Uh, So anyway, I I, so this this customization is really where I'm going, and and it lends itself to the conversation of uh, your creativity as a creative entrepreneur, being able to create the chat bot of you know for your experience and if you can create a unique experience with your chat bot that yes it's true that some chat chat bots will just be you know universal and probably know a lot of it but if you can add a personality and a approach to maybe education uh maybe uh just personality in terms of humor and then a knowledge base that Maybe it's just data that it's proprietary to you for the most part or a big part too that you can share and it's only available through your bot. So there's there are things you can do. And even maybe you have a, a, a creative approach and you can then train it your way to teach people if that's something of value. And that may be something people will be willing to pay for down the line. I, I don't know. This is just right. me thinking it through as this stuff starts to develop. What do you think? Could you teach it your um, your pricing structure? Oh, so absolutely. Almost, yeah, yeah. So like that's the proprietary information that maybe, you know, if you're one plumbing company versus another one and, you know, you have a certain rate or even if you have, you know, a hookup to have a certain rebate or different things like that, that's really good proprietary information that a generalized bot wouldn't have that you right. could, you know, Right. Upload. And also yeah, this the people in your company, what they yeah. do, um, yeah. you know, Asking how, how structure of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think this is really going to benefit companies who have been very good about blogging for years. Because mm-hmm. if you can index your entire catalog of blogs and have it learn that information as your general, you know, that's kind of like taking all this work you've done for years and repurposing it to a whole new thing. So which is sure. that's great. Yeah. 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 Oh. That, that kind of brings me, we talked about pricing for photographers and how I hadn't, maybe, maybe I can just, you know, do the pricing for photographers bot. That'd mm-hmm. be interesting. Well, I want to do an ask Scotty, you know, for our Scotty dog. Yes, for perfect. Social media, <laughs> right. And have a little dog on there and wagging his tail and you ask the right question. So nice. that'd be fun. <laughs> um, I do have, I have one last topic, AI related, okay. um, not business related though, but did, have you heard the new Beatles song? I have. Pieces yeah. of it. I've not sat down and just listened to the whole song, but I have heard parts of it, and and yeah, it was nice. 
Fascinating. Now, I don't know if you've read or gone deep into it, but I just want to talk quickly about the AI technology that was applied. No, they didn't use AI to write new lyrics for John or anything like that. You know, these these are it's an original composition written by John back in the 80s or 70s, actually, uh, late 70s. And um, what they did was Peter Jackson developed a, a technology when they were doing the get back um, sessions for the Beatles um, for the um, the Let It Be tapes, where they were able to take a composition, whether it just be a recorded you know ro- room recorder or a yep. full on you know band, and and um, and actually extract the individual vocal or individual instruments and do it with purity and clarity. Um, so what happened was this tape recording that John did back in the seventies had him playing piano. It had a buzz. It had all sorts of different sounds to it. Right. And, and they just, it wasn't usable even when they tried to in the nineties to reuse it. And then all of a sudden this technology came and they extracted just his vocals and yeah. they sounded clear and beautiful. And uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. really fascinating. Yeah. That, that's so, impressive. Yeah. Again, creativity in terms of where and how. I mean, there's so many things. And rather than be scared of it, yeah. Um, you know, maybe when we get to that singularity, you know, eight years yeah. from now or whatever. But for now, just just embrace what you can and be as creative as you can. Well, for creativity, to throw how I'm using this technology right now is there's programs where I can queue up any song I want to practice to, and I can say remove guitars. Oh yeah. And I've got the whole band, their bassist, their drummer, their singer. Oh, nice. And now I'm playing guitar for, for nice. whomever I want to play for. So yeah, it's it's really, really cool. So yeah, just uh a little little side note for you know a cre- little creativity. So very good. Very good. Anything else you want to cover today, bud? No, I think I think we got it. Good show. Nice. Nailed the landing. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll talk to you next time. If you want to uh Ask questions, of course, creativeentrepreneurshow.com is the place to go. You can listen to the show there and, of course, uh, submit your questions on the front page. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. 